0: You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern Preppy lifestyle alive. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Susan Brown of For Pete's Sake Pottery. I stumbled upon her beautiful ceramic pumpkins through some influencers, and then when I saw Reese Witherspoon, everyone's favorite preppy icon, give her stamp of approval with Susan's mug, I knew I had to start my own collection. We're talking about how her son Pete inspired her to start her business, how she's managing quick growth, and some exciting collaborations like one with Draper James for their holiday ornaments. But before we dive in with Susan, I want to let you know about site culture. Owning a small business is hard work. Building your web presence shouldn't have to be, though. SiteCulture is here to make things simple with plug-and-play, customizable website templates. No coding or tech skills required. SiteCulture makes having a beautiful, intentionally crafted website attainable and affordable. Their templates are completely customizable and loaded with premium features like elegant, intuitive design and strategic messaging guidance. You'll receive all of this at a tenth of the cost of other custom website options. I've worked with a team at Site Culture personally for about three years. They've built all of my websites, including this preppy podcast one, my business, Peaked PR, and even my personal blog. I've sent so many clients and friends their way as Elizabeth, Rebecca, and their team get this whole preppy, colorful, happy aesthetic. They've answered all my questions along the way as we build a website. They've made their sites easy to use once it's done, and they've answered any question that I've had. I'm definitely a repeat customer and their biggest fan. For a limited time, you can get your dream website for just $29 a month. That's seriously insane. (laughs) Simply visit siteculture.co, pick your ideal website template, and use the discount code FIRST10 at checkout. So visit siteculture.co. Okay, so why don't you tell everyone your name, where you live, and what you do? Um,
1: My name is Susan Brown. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I am the artist, creator, founder of For Pete's Sake Pottery.
0: I love that, and I love your pumpkins. I've bought many, and they sell out so quickly, and so then a few weeks ago, I just bought some more, and they're like (laughs) my favorite little fall decor, and then I was looking on your website, and I was like, maybe I need to start looking into Christmas now. (laughs)
1: I haven't even been able to release Christmas because the bumper crop of pumpkins. <laughs> so <laughs> hang in there <laughs>
0: until that's over. Then we'll. That's talk a about good Christmas. problem, though. <laughs> it is. So, did you? What did you study in school? Like, did you study art or pottery or anything? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I. Um, and I just may go. I've always done art. Um, and been creative and decided to go to the University of Louisville for graphic design. And this was late 80s. I'm going to date myself here, but but it was pre-Mac computers. So I like to say I was a true cut and paste major um, and graduated and was like, I'm not doing that. I like retail. So I kind of... Did not do – senior year, I took an internship the summer before my senior year and then went to my parents and I said, I am not doing this. I can't be locked in a cube, locked in a box. I've got to go work with people and do that. So I kind of put my art on a shelf for, I think, seven or eight years. Oh, wow. And worked in retail um, and loved every second of it.
0: Okay. So what did did you do in retail? I mean, and I kind of see – You know, I have my fashion merchandising, like, and I've worked a ton of retail always um, growing up and all. And I see there's a little bit of overlap. You get to be creative, you get to interact with people. Like, a lot of times, you know, you're on the floor putting together colors or patterns and things. So I see an overlap. But can you talk a little bit then about your retail career?
1: Yes. Well, in high school, I was very persistent. And there was a preppy shop here in town called MC's Cottage. And it was the ultimate mecca. It was just everything. And I, poor thing, hounded that owner and just was like, I want to work for you. I want to work for you. I want to work for you. And I got a job there and it changed everything. I just was, I want to own a store. That was the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to have my own place. I want to just, you know, I would sit there and draw her little sale signs and put outfits together. And it just was everything creative that I wanted. Um, And I loved it. And so I did that, and then I graduated high school, and I went and I did like I that, and I worked at a bank, hated it. I think I was, what I find also, I hate to say this, but a lot of artists, we are not confident in ourselves, okay. and we bury it. And uh-huh. I truly did not believe that I had any talent. I had a high school teacher that was a nun that said I was <laughs> too tight and <laughs> would never, never achieve anything. And I kind of took that to heart and believed her and it took working and making success on my own in another outlet to get the confidence back that I could do what I wanted okay. to do and believe in myself. And I did go on and right before for per- Pete's sake started, I, um, my favorite retail job was I got to open and manage the Herald's Harold Powell. Um, out of Norman, Oklahoma, and Dallas, Texas, oh, wow. it was another preppy store. Through the, it, well, I think you had one in Charlotte, okay. uh, Nashville, Atlanta, and it uh-huh. was you know, we did Ralph Lauren. We had the fine leather shoes, the most wonderful handbags, and I got to open and manage that shop, and that was what I considered my first baby. Because I loved it. I loved everything about it. Then everybody skips that, you know, that was my dream. I'm going to open a store. I'm going to open a store. <laughs> well, Peter was born, my sweet little baby that was um turns out to be our only child okay. was born and I couldn't leave him for my first Christmas and I quit. And we had absolutely <laughs> no money. So I started painting to just make ends meet, to buy the little extras, you know, so It honestly has developed from, for Pete's sake. So everything has been for him. And he woke the sleeping artist in me because when I was pregnant with him and working 60, 70 hours a week during the Christmas before he was born, I couldn't paint his room. And I had this yearn. I wanted to paint a mural so bad. I have it still envisioned in my mind what it was supposed to look like. And we ended up, my in-laws, you know, as my birthday and Christmas present had the room painted for us because we never, we were working so hard. We didn't even have time to do the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So he, Peter is the entire reason that I do what I do. He awoke the sleeping artist in me. He gave me the confidence to stop working for other people and start designing and working for myself. And it has grown over the last 22 years um because of him
0: i love Sometimes. that and i i relate to that so many ways um because i First of all, I wanted to open a store for the longest time because, like mm-hmm. I said, I grew up working retail, and I thought that was going to be my dream is to oh have my, my own Lord. boutique someday. And I still, I'm not going to say never say never because who knows? Years from now, I might. I Still, so. <laughs> I think I might retire and work at Disney World in retail. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then also because I actually, so I went to a Catholic university and so we did have some nuns teaching as well. And our, for fashion, actually the sewing classes were taught by nuns. And I had a nun tell me that I was really bad at sewing and I could never be a fashion designer if I wanted. And so I relate to that too. And they kind of, I kind of maybe steered me more towards the PR, like communications aspect of what <laughs> I do versus like going into the fashion side. I mean, I work with a lot of fashion related clients and stuff, but I always say, you know, I'm not a designer. I'm not creative in that aspect and stuff. And I think it stems from that and too. So I totally, are. I get that though.
1: <laughs> I know. And it's a hard, it's a long, hard road for someone, many artist to accept it and own it. Yeah. And when you own it and you start doing what you love only for you and that the the point where I quit making art for other people and started doing it for myself is when the major success starts flowing in.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: A long and winding road, but it is worth every step.
0: So were you then still painting a little bit like during your career, you were just so busy. Like, were you still dabbling in this art at least a little bit?
1: Yes, I was
0: always.
1: Always, always have been doing something. I would paint the, you know, little flower pots for the apartment or, um, you know, gosh, even when I was a child, I was doing, I made my younger sister, my favorite memory cards. I would take an index card and draw the same thing twice, cut it in half, and then we'd play memory with my drawings. Uh, I love <laughs> and that. Then her Christmas present one year was so... Five days of lunch bags that were hand drawn on the brown paper bags. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I could have, like designer lunch bags. <laughs> <laughs> and I did calligraphy for my mom's friends, and you know, so I and then I would do wedding invitations calligraphy. So I've always had my hand in art. And okay. I did art through high school. I um won. Uh, much to the nun's chagrin I won the art fair that's a funny story but um I didn't even tell my parents that there was an art fair my senior year and I was homesick that day and so I didn't tell them because sister I can't remember her name um said I wasn't good and she gave me a C on the painting and I go to school the next day and there's a queen bee behind me and she taps my shoulder and she's like I saw you won the art fair and I was like leave me alone please just I don't feel good. And she tapped me again. Says you won. Well, I went to the gym in first period and I had won. And the only reason my art was in there is that one of my friends said they were setting up and she said, what about Susan's painting? And she said, well, you can go get it if you think it needs to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. So my mom always says, Susan, take that blue ribbon and own it. Yeah. You know, I still doubted myself. It's very powerful when you let other people tell you that you're not good enough. Yeah. Because you are.
0: Yep. No, I think that's amazing. And I mean, if the nun could see you now, you know, you have this thriving (laughs) business that you can't even keep pumpkins in stock.
1: (laughs) I'd love it. Can you change my
0: C to an A now? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So you started um, for Pete's Sake pottery, then. I read after your babysitter quit and so you had to stay home. So can you tell me a little bit about the inspiration? Like how did you know that this could be a business for you? Like what were kind of the markers in that?
1: I think that I had such a large clientele from Harold. And a lot of those people were my friends and they're all having babies. And it's just what I do. I go, I go, 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 go. So I started painting rocking chairs. I would do personalized Buckets. I would go. Pottery Barn was just introducing the baby line, and Peter was probably two, and we would go and paint people's houses, um, their babies' rooms, and he would play with the children while I paint the oh. Um And it, so it has evolved, kind of as he's evolved, it's evolved from you know I've done glass painting, I've done wood, I've done. Walls, <laughs> you name it, I paint it. And so it was really if you find it, I would find a need and fill it. Okay. Kind of the, and I think that's just my nature is that I'm like, oh, you know what? That would work. And then I mm-hmm. run into it.
0: Okay. So how did you really hone in on your craft? You know, you were working in retail for so long and kind of doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. So how did you really hone in and Really develop it, and um, I guess believe in yourself and just keep crafting like what were some of those steps that you took?
1: I think it was kind of that book the Ten Thousand Hours that you just keep doing what you're doing and you keep painting, and I realized how much I loved it that I had put away that part of my life, and it gave me so much joy, so it wasn't really work, it was just that I was so lucky to be able to paint and Peter would take a nap and I'd run paint the basement floor with a city on it. And Peter would Uh take a nap and we would do, you know, or he'd wake up and I'd let him paint beside me because we're painting for a birthday party that weekend. And so I think I just kept doing it. And my grandmother had always said she lived to be a hundred and a half and said, learn something new every day. Okay. So I think I took that to heart early and she was Uh on a very talented woman. And I just, if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make it.
0: So, Which I think is like a lot of entrepreneurs. I think that's what yeah. makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur, honestly.
1: And we may not want to sell it or reproduce it. I just want to know how it was done. You know, mm-hmm. it's that that figuring it out. But then when you figure out, okay, I really like that element and I'm going to build on it. So yep. I, I went from, like I said, I went from brushes and paint pens to, ceram- you know, ceramics. By the time I think Peter was in fifth grade.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that because now, you, I assume you don't really do like murals or wood okay. products. It's just those ceramics on your site. So what, what was the the thought process into switching then to doing pottery?
1: I had wanted to. Our school had an auction when Peter was in first grade and had the cutest platter where each kid painted a mitten, this is obviously Aww. a poor memory, but each person painted a mitten and they had their name on it. Well, my friend wanted it, the fundraiser, and I wanted it so bad. So by fifth grade, I was like, hey, do you need somebody to run class art? I- I'd be happy to do that. So I went in and learned how to do the ceramics and yeah. fell in love with it. Rented a kiln from the person who did it, started going to her house and glazing and firing, and found that it was just a medium that was it. Honestly, to me, is Christmas every morning that I open that kiln. Oh, you work with this medium and you paint, and the colors look absolutely nothing like they're going to after they fire. Yeah, but when you open that kiln and it's shiny and bright and beautiful. It's just so rewarding that how could I not do that every day? (laughs) You know, know, life is short. Let's be happy. Yeah. So opening that kiln makes me happy. And from then on, we ended up buying a kiln. And then I was like, okay, we're going to keep going. And I had three kilns. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm down to two, but I'd like to go back to
0: three. (laughs) I love that. So how did you learn how to use a kiln, though? Like you just – Someone taught you or you she sort of the, researched the, it?
1: The lady in charge of class art. Um, okay. Le- when I was renting, um, doing the class art, she let me come over and showed me how it worked, what to do. I think I skipped all the pottery classes in college <laughs> because it was messy. Yes. And I was this preppy in the middle of a goth society. That did not fit on my campus. You know, I'm walking around in khakis, a cardigan, and a cute hair bow. And then (laughs) everybody's like, why are you not in interior design? (laughs) Because I like like to paint and draw.
0: (laughs) That's so funny.
1: So (laughs) I didn't do pottery then, but I also, I just didn't have, I I guess it had not been awakened in me yet.
0: Okay. Isn't that funny how, like, do you think, you know, yourself back in college would have thought that you'd be painting pottery now at this point?
1: <laughs>
0: no, I don't think I did. Yeah. yeah. I it's funny how our would... paths <laughs> go. Yeah.
1: I thought I'd probably be a teacher. Okay. Or, a no, yeah, you know, I wanted to own a store. Yep. But now I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you could have your own, for Pete's sake, uh,
1: that's right. Someday, You know, <laughs> That's right. I know I so, listened to Lauren Haskell's and thought that was a wonderful idea of having your
0: studio with a over oh, the robot. retail yep. spot is, is ideal. Yep, And I think it's funny, too, because she had rented, you know, a kiln for a while and then mm-hmm. before she bought hers. And so I see a lot of similarity then. Yes. Um, and she kind of, you know, just stumbled upon this hobby and turned it into yeah. business as well. <laughs> yes. So, how would you describe, for Pete's sake, um, for someone who hasn't heard of it, that's listening?
1: For Pete's sake, pottery is pretty much hand painted pottery that is very classically Southern with a modern twist. Mm-hmm. So it takes all the classic pieces, the gingham's, the chinaware, and has a little bit of a twist to make it fun and updated.
0: Yep, yeah. And can you tell everyone a little bit about the products then that you offer, like some of them?
1: Yes, I offer a variety of ceramics. Um, my most popular item are ceramic pumpkins <laughs> and they're painted, gingham, florals, polka dots and all, this, all the rage. Um, all the way to serving pieces, platters. Um, I do wedding platters. I have illustrations of your home or your pet on an ornament or platters. I try and do things that are just going to make you happy that you'll enjoy using.
0: I love that. And like I said, I love your products. And I have a bunch of your pumpkins and then ordered more. (laughs) And like I said, now I'm like, "Hmm, what do I need for holiday? (laughs) (laughs) They do make you happy though. And, um, you know, I love the designs on them. I think makes them so special too. And like the gold little stem of the pumpkins, all of that.
1: Oh, it's such a pretty touch. It just is mm-hmm. like that accessory.
0: Exactly. So, how did you get the word out um, and market your business? You kind of mentioned that you sort of had these existing customers for when mm-hmm. you were in retail, but how else did you grow this business? Like, especially now with your pumpkins, they sell out so quickly. Like, how do you think um, you got the word out? Of-
1: I am very tenacious. I feel. <laughs> Uh, and and grassroots marketing that was the word back when I worked at Herald's I think um, I just really believe in finding a need filling it and reaching out to the people that need it yeah. it's and maybe it's the salesperson in me from being a, you know doing the sales but I just feel like there I nothing ventured I have you know nothing ventured nothing gained. So mm-hmm. if you ask for the moon, you'll get a star. You might get a star <laughs> and it's worth it. So I would, I started with going to little pop-up shops or craft bazaars at the mm-hmm. school. I would do teacher appreciation and offered my services to do all of the popcorn bowls for every single teacher during teacher appreciation week. Anything I can do to let people know what I do yeah, and that I'm available. So okay. I feel like grassroots connecting with anyone you can as much as you can and letting people know what you do. Mm-hmm.
0: And we had talked earlier about, you know, you did a pop-up shop at the Draper James stores and, and I loved it. And you went to the Southern Sea to meet with people and then um you know, I think you work with a lot of influencers too.
1: Yes. I'm not uh, I've been fortunate that most People have reached out to me uh-huh. and asked, "Hey, would you like to collaborate?" And obviously, yes, I would love to. <laughs> um, but it's being present, being knowing what's out there. Who are your clients? Do you and meet with those people? There are collaborations that we will do as business owners that are a complete flop. You might think, "Oh my goodness, she has a hundred thousand followers. This is going to be great," and her customers. Do their own craft. They don't mm-hmm. want to buy your craft. So there's learning and it's okay. It's yeah. I always feel like it's okay to make a mistake, you can pivot. Yep. Yeah. And it nothing ventured, nothing gained, you know. Yep.
0: Yeah. So what have some challenges been for you, would you say? I
1: would say challenges are or have been growth because I tend to work nonstop
0: and paint and paint and
1: paint. Cause I'm so, I love it. I love it. I always want to create and I'm hesitant to implement something until I'm ready. So I did not create my own website until last year. Uh, yes, I've been in business for a really oh long God. time. I was on Etsy for 10 or 12 years. <laughs> I achieved, didn't even know I had achieved the top half percent of the world until someone said, go do Etsy rank <laughs> because I'm so oh focused on what I'm doing. I'm yeah. not paying attention to what. So realizing that I've grown and the amount that I've grown is my hardship is that I haven't looked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I need to look up, be aware. And that's why I went to the Southern sea is to how can I manage what I've taken here, what I have created. Yeah.
0: And how Sometimes do I need to change though... and grow? Sometimes the, that ignorance is bliss in a sense. Like there's always yeah. that that quote where it's like, you know, when the race car driver looks at, I'm going to butcher this, but basically when <laughs> the race car driver looks in his rear mirror to see like what everyone else, like the competitors are doing, then he falls behind. So I think, you know, yeah. maybe the fact that you weren't aware that you were in this top percentile of Etsy or, you know, are some of the reasons you're succeeding then? Like you're not getting distracted or you're not, you know, letting the competition bog you down. So I think it can be hand in hand, like a blessing and a curse. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: I agree. I agree. They always say, uh, I'm going to butcher this too, but it's not (laughs) the wolf at the door. It's the termites in the walls. So you got to take care of the little problems always that are coming up and don't let those take care of you because you are afraid of the big competition and that's not it. It's all the little details. So keep your business in order. Take care of customer service, take care of your product, quality control, everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. So on the flip side to that, then, what's something that you're really proud of that you've been able to accomplish with your business?
1: I am really proud that I, gosh, this is hard. I'm proud of everything. And it took a really long time to accept this. But I look back and I cannot believe that I started because my babysitter quit and I did not want to leave my child and that I'm lucky enough to do what I love every day and be successful at it. Mm -hmm. I am really fortunate to have married my best friend who I met in high school and has supported my, our growth, the mess in the house as I grow. (laughs) Um, the, The insanity of my schedule. I just, I'm, really proud looking back on just everything that I've been able to do after being told I couldn't.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Thank you.
0: So what's one piece of advice um, that you could share with everyone or something that you maybe wish you knew when you started?
1: I think you have to go back to say these all the time, but believe in yourself own it there's no one else like you no one else can do exactly what you can do the way you do it and you need to own that and you need to just reach for the moon so that you can reach that star Yep. because it's out there for you every one of us has the potential yeah and you just just have have to to believe
0: and keep keep working you know Mm -hmm.
1: and I wish I had believed in myself earlier
0: oh (laughs) definitely. I think we all do. Um, so based on that, you know, being unique and being yourself, can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration, where you find your inspiration? Um, and maybe even a little bit of your design process, like, you know, the inspiration then to creating the product.
1: Sure. I feel like it comes from everywhere. And I know that's hard for other people that are an artist or wanting to grow their art. Mm -hmm. But it honestly, I can be in Target and see a greeting card and be like, oh my goodness, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I might see a button, (laughs) as, as odd as that is, and it just clicks. It might be a cookie. It might be a napkin. You just don't know. There's design all over. And if you just open your eyes, you can be inspired by just anything. I love going to home goods and just digging because you never know what's going to spark there. And it might be a piece of wrapping paper. I just never know. But I'd say keep your, you know, just keeping my eyes open. Mm-hmm. helps. Uh, the design process, I typically get, um, I'll use my most recent one. Something that's getting ready to come out is uh, on my Instagram. I have the little pink haunted house.
0: Yes. I and
1: loved I, that. Th- th- thank you. I'm so excited about it. I had that and I've been obsessed over the Brooke Brooks playhouse for her daughter. Mm-hmm. She's pink door. She remade this one from Costco. It is so precious. And I kept thinking, I can't paint a haunted house. I don't use these colors. They're not <laughs> my way. How am I going to do this? I need to make it girly and pretty and Southern <laughs> and I remembered Brooks playhouse and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to do her playhouse and make it a haunted house. And lo and behold, there it is. So she was the inspiration without even realizing it until I posted it. Um, So you just never know. It can come from anywhere. And then I just go in and I might have a thousand orders, but I have to create that thing right then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Before it slips your mind.
1: <laughs> exactly. And you know what that's like? It's It's got to come out right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I love that little haunted house, though. It is so adorable. And I hope you do, like, little holiday houses like that, too. I do. I have a little village. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So cute. So I guess going off of that, too, like, with the pumpkins, where was the idea for that? I mean, because those are so hot and just taking off. Like, what was the inspiration? How do you think of those? I
1: love fall. My birthday's in the fall and have been painting pumpkins. This is hysterical, since I was a child. My mom, it was kind of messy. And I remember would let me go out on the front porch with newspaper and paint. And I could paint all day, paint a pumpkin on the front porch. And I'd paint one for my little sister. Um, and I do have an older sister, but she didn't want a pumpkin painted. So <laughs> <But, you> know, <laughs> I wanted to paint pumpkins and I like tiny things. And I think I started with a little one and I was like, I just need to make them cute. But I would decorate with. I don't do black. I don't yeah. do orange. I'm blue. <laughs> yeah. Blue is my favorite color. And so I just started making it for me. And then I posted the picture of them on my Instagram of like, hey, this is what I'm working on. And it instantly was my most liked item. And I thought, oh, yeah. hey, I think other people might like to celebrate Halloween in a non-traditional way. Yeah, And that's, kind of how the pumpkins came about is just wanting to do it for myself
0: genius I love that
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun adventure and I just did some new ones that you're getting ready to see that I just I can't stop oh. I will be seeing
0: new pumpkins always so so exciting can't wait to see these new ones So who would be your dream customer? Like if you could have a celebrity or a royal or maybe like an icon that's not with us, like who would you pick to have your dream customer to have some of your products in their house?
1: Well, my dream customer has my product in her house.
0: Reese? Uh, Yes. Yes. The (laughs) mug.
1: (laughs) I made a mug. Somebody on Instagram, Better Homes and Gardens, or somebody posted her dog picture of Lou, her dog. Mm -hmm. And I was getting ready to do my first pop-up last July at the Draper James in Lexington and wanted to feature a sample of the mug. And I thought, oh, I'll just do it. Her dog is a sample. It's so cute. Look at these blue eyes. So I painted the mug and I painted an ornament and took it so you could pre-order Christmas in July. And I held on to it. And then I think I did a pop-up in October at the Draper James in Nashville mm-hmm. and um, just was like, Hey, I don't know if this will ever make it. And I hope this doesn't bombard them with uh, gifts, but it surprisingly made it into her hands and into a photo shoot. Oh my gosh. And her representative or her photographer, I think sent me a private message through Instagram and told me, and I about passed out. And the best Seriously? part was I, I literally was crying because I had made Christmas. uh, I did a collaboration with them for Christmas ornaments, Uh and I knew that my ornaments were going to be on her Christmas tree. They were going to put it, so I had hoped, like, oh, she's going to have them. Maybe she'll take a picture and Instagram it. No, heard nothing. But when they sent me the picture of it in her her Instagram, I flat out had a heart attack. Yeah, because she's so amazing. She is beautiful. She's Southern. She's kind. Mm -hmm. She's such a forthright, all four women um, entrepreneurs that there could be, to me, no one better than her. And when the photographer said she loved it, I cried. (laughs) So she actually, I think I had written Heart Susan on the bottom and on the back of all her ornaments that were made for her. So hopefully they're in her hands and she she she's looked at my Instagram and knows me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she has. I'm just waiting for that dinner invitation. Yes. <laughs> or for her to email you and be like, okay, I need 500 of these ornaments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I saw that picture and I was so impressed. And she's a blue
1: and white Mecca. I mean, that's, yep. her store – was the first store I went in after leaving, you know, 20 or so years, Harold's. And we were in Nashville and my husband and son were, we were at a restaurant next door. And I went over, came back and I said, Oh my God, that store. That's the first time I've ever felt that way since Uh Harold's. They offer you a sweet tea. Exactly. You know, that was Harold's. We had an acronym of step beyond and it was like say hello, treat them to a Coke, engage in conversation, present your product with knowledge. Uh, There were, you know, he had an acronym for everything to do and it was just great customer service. And that's what she offers is Southern customer service in the most wonderful environment.
0: Yeah. I, it was on my like must go to when I was in Nashville a few years ago and I just, (sighs) I loved every aspect of it.
1: It is. I just want to live in there
0: get me a room once you move in <laughs> we'll just live in nashville <laughs> perfect even the room. dressing rooms they're small but they're beautiful so i, I could live in there
1: the <laughs> wallpaper oh mark Sykes. you
0: know he designed
1: that one and it's, yep.
0: it's perfect uh-huh so this question is going to be a hard one i know everyone always has trouble with this but what's your favorite piece on your website right now
1: believe gosh you are making it hard because I can't decide there are things that aren't on there yet that I really love (laughs) okay (laughs) what's
0: what's a sneak peek of something then
1: (laughs) um currently the haunted houses that are getting ready to go live okay are one of my favorite pieces along with a new pumpkin that has bows pink bows and blue oh, bows oh my gosh so very first birthday boy and girl themed october with i
0: love that and i can it's, think of a lot of influencers who love bows like yes. that too. <laughs> so can so, you tell me a sneak peek for holiday of anything that you have coming up or you're working on yes
1: i will tell you that there is a very special collaboration coming oh. November 5th of exclusive ornaments that will be available at a certain store. Okay. So um, something that again, I kind of to show my personality is that I thought of this idea and it took me about four years to make the connection and the work, but I was like, this is what I want to do. This Mm -hmm. is what I want to make. And I think you need it. Yeah. And I presented it. It was accepted. And there will be available for Christmas this year.
0: Oh, my so gosh. Grab,
1: okay. grab some of those ornaments.
0: Definitely. <laughs> they won't be
1: on my website, but they will be okay. on the huh. So that's my, my my good Christmas news.
0: I love that. I can't wait to see what this is.
1: <laughs> I'm <I know>.
0: intrigued. <laughs> what? It's going um... to be fun. What's a favorite book of yours that you've read? Either like business or pleasure. These are just, now I'm going to ask a few random questions.
1: It's really funny. I read a lot, but the one that most recently I loved was The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. Huh. It is like a kind of a ghost story, Agatha Christie. And it is good until the last word. Oh! I just closed okay. that book and was like, <gasps> it gave me chills. So, Ooh, okay. If you're looking for something you want to listen to or read. That's a really good one.
0: Excellent. And I feel like it's the perfect time of year for something like that.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, who's someone that inspires you?
1: Inspires me. Well, Reese, of course. Yeah. But I would say just every person that goes out there and does what they love. My idols are... Walt Disney, Reese Witherspoon, Apple products, people who live life to the fullest, mm-hmm. are happy with it, and give great customer service.
0: That's a great answer, and I think all of those people, you know, you can look look towards for inspiration for so many and reasons. That's,
1: yeah, that's what I want to emulate is just great customer service mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and making me so- happy. I know you mentioned that you love fall because it's your birthday um, is in the fall and all of that, but what would be your favorite holiday to celebrate and why?
1: I think it has to be, it's crazy. Halloween. Really? Because it's, i not for Halloween, but because uh-huh. of the pumpkins, the pumpkins, <laughs> because I love fall colors and I love, yeah. um, crisp outdoor, you know, um, caramel apples and fire pit and hanging out with your family and being comfortable and fun. I'm Mm -hmm. all about the casual. So Christmas was always difficult because in retail, I had off from five o'clock on Christmas Eve until 6 a.m. the day after Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, That's a hard one to fit all those and it's stressful and everybody's trying to do so much that I kind Mm -hmm. of like the, the passive oh. holidays that
0: are, uh, yes, or just regu-
1: actually every day. Yeah,
0: that's fair enough. That makes sense. Being
1: able to be with people you
0: love. So I love um, the pictures you post on your Instagram. I feel like you have a great sense yeah. of like interior design and style as well. So what's one thing you wow, think everyone, you. <laughs> yeah, what's one thing you think everyone should have in their home? Of course the pumpkins, but what else would you like accessorize with the pumpkins in your home? You have to do
1: something blue and white. And I would mm-hmm. say my favorite, well, I should go back. My favorite thing is my modern floral that uh-huh. kind of has a chinwassery look, but it's yep. um, it's just a modern blue and white floral. And that piece I do on just about everything from the pumpkins to vases to the beverage tubs. And I like it because blue and white goes with everything. It goes with your grandmother's china down to the thing you bought at Pier One or used to buy at Pier One. just It's a classic element that fits in and you can put, you know, for example, the vases. I'll use them for flowers, but I'll use them for pens. I'll use them as a centerpiece with pumpkins, you mm-hmm. know, on a sticker. You can do so much um, with the blue and white. And I think it's yeah. a staple.
0: I love that print. I actually one of my pumpkins that I have from you is in that blue floral. Oh,
1: it's I really it's that's the design that I started to make for myself
0: (laughs) that made me happy and started this whole thing. I love that. So you're Southern, so I'm sure you have some great hostess tips. So what's like one hostess tip you can share with everyone?
1: I believe in and I think it's funny quote her, but Reese says, you to just really make it casual and fun. Mm-hmm. I always feel like we, for example, your wedding, you put so much into that day and the planning of that event, and you're worried about this or that, and really your guests are just there seeing everything. So I feel like don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. People are coming together, and that's what I think is most important. They're not going to care if you had matching this and matching that and the lights are just so those add wonderful elements. And believe me, I'm going to try and do it, (laughs) (laughs) but to remember, basically you're there to be together and to have fun. And as much as you can delegate, do it.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, that's great advice. I always, I always use that advice. (laughs)
1: just I love uh, Mary from Mrs. Southern Social delegate the decor delegate yep. the food
0: delegate the thing
1: I'm like okay she I cracks me it. up <laughs> <laughs> she's given me
0: a whole new perspective I'm like sure okay clear that
1: off
0: that <laughs> I love it so what does preppy mean to you
1: preppy is a way of life mm-hmm. you either I think you're kind of born with it and you're it's it's innate it's weird to say but to me it's just all of the classics it's the blue and white stripe it's seersucker grosgrain ribbon button cover purses monograms you have to have a monogram um it's it's just all of its bright happy colors it's cheerful Yep. I think my common theme here after talking to you is happy. I think that must be my word.
0: <laughs> yes, I love that. Happy Crappy is happy. And be it's happy. a way of life. I think that's perfect.
1: And if you're happy, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. You you I love. love to
0: live by that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my final question is, where can people find you? Let everyone know your website, your Instagram handle, anything like that. Okay.
1: My website is For Pete's Sake Pottery. My Instagram is for pizza pottery. I have Pinterest, and I think that's the easiest. Instagram and Facebook are. Well, I do have Facebook. Instagram and my website are the two that I use the most. Okay.
0: Well, thank and you So of,
1: oh, Go ahead. Okay. No, I was going to say a lot of times it's on Instagram first because I'm painting so much, I haven't had the chance to get it on the website. That's so fair. That's
0: where you, I saw that haunted house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you. I so appreciate you calling me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.